Five o'clock straight up in the Southland. Shit out of Cap. On a special U.S. Open Thursday, Beto Duran, the Cisco kid sitting in for Cappy, who we'll find out whenever he reports to us how the trial of the century went. Meanwhile, it is time for what you need to know. Sorry, drinking water. Uh, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. No, definitely drink water when you know I'm going to throw Well, it. I didn't know you were going to throw because you were talking about the trial of the century, and I also have been eating these uh, chili roasted pistachios, which that are That sounds delicious. like it's something good to do while you're on the radio. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> Is it hot? Is it steamy? Yeah, it's nice. You want a little bit? No, no, no. no. I don't like hot. Mm. It's good. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. All right, guys, so the summer of Austin Reeves continues. Okay, what happened now? Well, as the Lakers guard, who will command a massive raise in restricted free agency this summer, inked a shoe contract with the Chinese company Rigoror for more than a million dollars annually, and it came out today that he's going to have his own signature shoe. Good for him, dude. Absolutely. Get paid, Again, man. Yeah. I've never heard of the company, Rigorer, and I saw the shoes on social media, and like they kind of look ugly, if you ask me, but I feel like I would be willing to buy them just to support Austin Reeves because he's awesome. A million dollars does not look ugly. Yeah, and a million you're a annually. kid. Hell yeah. Remember when Clay signed with like Lee Ning or something no, like that? No, it was Anta. Anta, right? Yeah. So he signed with, get paid as much right. as you can, especially because Nike and Under Armour and everybody else, they don't give out the big figure contracts these guys very anymore. rare i yeah. mean someone like victor will get it scoop yeah, and that's you gotta it. be there's the like signature one, guy there's like maybe one or two kids well no signature it's really even harder. yeah that's even harder yeah, yeah. but yeah, you'll but, get a deal but not yeah like this. But it's not, not like that. austin right. reeves to have a signature shoe like who would have thought that's awesome he that's even great. said like if you would have told me back when i was 18 i'd have my own signature shoe someday i would say no way you're lying arkansas to oklahoma yeah, it's a yeah. great China? story Good yeah maybe possibly dating taylor swift like this dude is like is that real that's not real they were it? hanging out together they were seen hanging out together at the restaurant oh, okay in his hometown but, but not dating i mean who knows i mean did her people shut that down or i mean his people certainly didn't shut that down i don't know i guess we'll have to wait and see i haven't heard much really? about it since they were you think together. his people would shut no, that down? Really? taylor swift really i mean for if you're him i mean she's the biggest pop star in the world right but doesn't she write songs about you yeah and then like bad yeah, but that's what you gotta songs. be that's what you gotta be careful right with. don't no. break her heart you know let her down uh, gently <laughs> even then but wait if you're austin reeves i'm gonna be cappy here for a second <laughs> if you're austin reeves it's a good thing right yeah if she's talking about you you will forever be known yeah. like as that guy you know what i mean in on a song of one of the most popular artists of this generation she's selling out right. stadiums right she's written songs about like john mayer so if you're austin Re- like john mayer i could see being annoyed yeah by yeah yeah because yeah. he's equally yeah. as fa- well maybe Plus not equally sucks. but he's pretty damn famous yeah he's way more famous than austin reeves wait she was in his hometown why am i even yeah, care I, I don't want to know is she from arkansas no she was in his hometown ah. in arkansas she was doing a show there they had a concert there and they were seen out together did she really or did the internet make this up no it's Emily made this up man I don't know actually Emily was so (laughs) angry where in making it up angry was so or angry (laughs) I'm sorry for ignorant no I don't want to know Emily was so angry when she heard she's like Taylor Swift is not dating Austin Green everybody (laughs) stop saying that she was upset she was upset she was mad big mad I love her passion. I love all these Taylor Swift fans. They're crazy. Oh, oh, they're yeah. uh, they're Swifties, right? That's yeah. Nice. I kind of want to go to a concert just to like see all this because no. everyone says it's like a mind blowing experience. It's like them. The, don't mess with the Bayhive. Yeah. Don't mess with the oh, Swifties. No. The Swifties are don't mess with worse. the Riri Navy. No, no. Yeah. Don't mess, mess with any of them. Mason does with all of them. Yeah, you can laugh, but don't mess with them. No. Yeah, but Riri yeah. and Beyonce have talent. Oh, but you know that what? Part. Taylor Swift writes her songs, though. But actually, no. I there are a few, there's probably six Taylor Swift songs that I really she, enjoy. Yeah, she I have all never of her I, own music. Beyonce her latest not. song is is okay. It's no idea karma. Who, what and she sings. And the song from Nor a few years ago. Are you ready for it? If you listen to the lyrics, you'll understand why I had a, a woman oh, send, send that oh, to me. Okay. It. Well, All right, that's anyway. a good song. Is, that, is she the since she's been gone? No, no, no. That's oh. Kelly Clarkson. So Emily was really mad. Oh, Emily. She was mad. She gets mad. But um, Austin Reeves. I'm so happy for the podcast. That way, how should be happy for Austin Reeves? I have no idea who this girl is. I think I think she feels like Austin Reeves like isn't on Taylor Swift's level. No, I get that. But shouldn't you be happy for Austin Reeves because he's like turn this point. He was like some little (laughs) yeah kid from like Arkansas. Yeah, Yeah. and even to be mentioned. Okay, let's backtrack. Yeah, that's wait too much. Quítalo. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of this, man. A, this is a good song. No, it's no, not. no. Go ahead. You can play it. It's fine. Whatever. Um, I'm glad but, my kid don't like it. <laughs> but so like, let me, let this me kid goes that. from Arkansas to being a famous Laker. Yes. To then maybe being seen with 
Good for Taylor him. Swift. That's what you're supposed to do. Now he's got so his own shoe. It's what happens when you're a Laker. Shoe. Right. Is this that's a coincidence true. that you know? If he was in Denver, no. he's not doing this. He, Taylor correct. Swift. No. And now uh, he's got the his power shoe? of being a Laker, man. And just saying. Emily just needs to be a little happier for the guy. Okay, it's okay. You can you can be happy <laughs> for the guy. Even if it's not true, it's still like good for you. So man. good for you, Austin. You're that. being mentioned yeah. with Taylor Swift. Exactly. Yeah. Touch me and you'll never be alone. Oh my god. Okay. Jeez. Hold on for a second. Island breeze and lights down low. No one has to know. That's the part I like. This is mm. way too much Taylor in Swift. In the middle talk. of the night in my dreams, you should see the things we do, baby. Ah. That's why I like that. That's why that song was sent to me. And that's a good song. Are you I think we used it for imaging that year for like the Ram season. Are you ready? Let's for talk about the mm-hmm. trade deadline or something. Well, anyway, Austin, where's the trade the deadline? Which for? Anything summer, besides Swifty talk. And he's going to wear them next season. So, yeah. cool. Uh, Give me some shoes. Dave Day's tweets in the Sedano and Cap circle of trust that Austin's brother shot this down. Austin doesn't even drink. Oh, wait. He didn't even shut it down. He quote tweeted it. You know way too much. I mean, I do. a good producer. I search for pop culture stories all day, Beto. You're a good producer. All day. And I did see him quote tweet it and just wrote like, ha, 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 ha. That's why she's producer of the year, Beto. That's right. That's there right, you go, Ben. Back to why back. You son. What? I voted for her twice. Hey, you, you know what we got, got right we here, We took Beto? out the second vote. No. We took out the second yeah, I got, I know, he means twice as in back-to-back years. Yeah, I got... Oh. No, no, this year. Durant Sports <laughs> and Sports Durant. What's up? You are in a... I, don't know. I got my email, email, my spam email. What? We might not have caught that one then. You are you are in the presence of greatness right now, Beto, because you got the producer of the year who does the segment of the year on the show of the year, and you got the personality of the year. Damn! And the most athletic, right? And, and the most athletic. athletic. Yeah. Which really should have been you, actually. We are the all-star. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I'm honored to be in the same room with By you. By the way, speaking of which, all-star Friday night. Is coming up, and we mentioned at the Mandy's that it was Friday, July 7th, but we are in the process of moving that one week later. So mark your calendars for Friday, July 14th, because we wanted to be able to make sure more teammates were there at the West Covina Sports Complex for a party, party, oh, party. So Friday, July 14th. Always fun, man. I mean, Monday, the producer of the year there, you know, like I got to be there. Yeah. The uh, circle of trust loves Lindsay's Emily impression. <laughs> I hope that it, no one takes that the wrong way, but that's exactly how no, she sounded. That, that, that's funny. No, she no. has like a lot of passion when she's. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. I mean, she's they got a lot of passion. You could have just yeah. said period right yeah. there. <laughs> they do, they do it didn't have to segments. be about Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what was our Virginia? Oh. All right. Anyway. Los Lakers, okay? Los Lakers. Chris is bringing it off the rails. Um, So, two days ago, right, we talked about Kendrick Perkins saying that James Harden, he'd like to see James Harden on the Lakers. So, apparently, um, there's been a lot of people that have reacted to that, right? Mike Greenberg apparently uh, didn't love it. Do we have the Mike Greenberg audio? Sure do. Let me just hear real quick. You want to play the Perk one first? Oh, yeah. You know what? Go ahead. And actually, before you play the Perk one, put the disclaimer, too, if you have that as well. Yeah. Big... Perks list. Not your list, not Malika list, not Richard list. It's big perk list. Yeah, we've been talking about James, but guess what? Harden to the Lakers makes all the sense in the world. He has shown us that he's able to transition to the PG position. We saw how well him and them be working the pick and roll. Imagine him and Anthony Davis in the pick and roll. Imagine him taking pressure off of LeBron James as far as being the ball handler. I think it will be a match made in heaven and he's returning home. So now he gets to put on a Laker uniform and play in front of his hometown where he grew up at. Most people hate it, right? Like Mike Greenberg. What did he say this morning? Hang on. We froze here. Hang on. That's okay. All right. Well, anyway, Mike Greenberg hated it. It's fine. We don't need it. Greenie's going to hate it. Yeah. So I actually don't think it's the worst idea in the world. And the reason is we were just talking baseball a little while ago. I look at him as like an innings eater Mm -hmm. where you know he's going to play most of the games. And because of that, and you have two guys that – if we're being honest, haven't played that many of the games the last couple of years. Even though I don't love the three-star thing because we just went through it with Russ, this this guy's better at the offense that they want to run than Russ was. Is he? Yeah, he shoots threes at 39% still. And he's 33. Yeah. So he, the innings eater part, that's a good comparison right there. Harden... If Cappy was here, he would be so against it. Oh, he is against it. You're going to get another veteran guy, just a name. Yeah. Um, I see where you're going with this. I don't, look. I, I don't still, love it. I would still prefer building out a team. Yep. But, but I would get this guy. See, if the rust stuff would never have happened, people would be all in on this. How so? Because they just have the sour taste of Russ 
and the way it went down. But they're different players. I understand, but it's the notion of three players, three stars. Okay. Oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We just went through that. It doesn't work. Yeah, and but Russ was hard-headed. This guy was so He wasn't going to do anything. Well, but isn't... I mean, I don't know what... I think James is kind of passive-aggressive. That's a different... Yeah. I think James will adapt more. Um... I know a couple of people that know Harden and how he works. I think he's more willing. More willing would be a good more willing than Russ, sure, to bend. But at the end of the day, this guy's was the MVP a couple of years ago. I think that he was a really good number two this year. Does he want to be the third best player? At what point in your career do you? I don't saying, think he yeah. should care. I don't think he should care. If it were me at thirty three years old and I was James Harden. I would want to come yeah. to the Lakers because, you know what? I've tried it. I've tried being the one. I got really close. My team lost to the Kevin Durant Warriors in a game seven when we missed 27 straight threes. Okay? Damn, Damn it, right. 27 straight threes as a team. That was, to this day, it, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. And I think the only thing that even compares to it, you have to be old school a little bit. Maybe not old, old school, but like our age. To know this, it the last time I thought of anything like that where, and this was an individual thing, where a guy was a team or a guy like just choked, I guess for lack of a better phrase, Nick Anderson with Shaq and Penny and those guys. Oh, the Magic. Yeah. Oh, early nineties. And he missed those. Um, yeah. He, okay. He, he got the yips basically. Mm-hmm. He's he he was a good free throw shooter, and then in the playoffs and in the finals, couldn't even hit fifty percent. Huh. Like, to me, you look at the Houston Rockets missing 27 straight threes, okay? And that, to me, those are like equivalent to like okay, choke at jobs. at that time for that. Choke jobs. That was when he was the number one. He was the one. That's as close as he got. But he's not the one anymore. Right. But that's as close as he got. But then, after years of reluctance, he goes to Brooklyn. There he tries to be the three. And how was that? He was willing to do it. Yeah. But... The Kyrie stuff was insane. And he wanted out. Right. He so. he told Kevin, he's like, bro, I can't deal with this. You're here. I'm here. How is he not here? Like, that's legitimately, to my knowledge. So isn't that a good sign that he doesn't want to be around the circus like that? Yes and no. But what I'm saying is he's probably, to answer your the question, oh, my God, does he want to be a number three? He just went from being a one to a two just recently. Well, yeah. But you forget in Brooklyn, he was willing to be the number three. And also, if he comes here. To the Lakers. He's going to be the number three, but have nights where he gets to be the one. Yeah, and the one, two, and three. Right. Sometimes. Right. He doesn't live in L.A. He, I, has, he hasn't had an L.A. spot in a while because I think he's in Houston. I think this makes way more sense on paper than the Russ thing by a wide margin. Okay. At what cost? Well, he's he made 34, 35 million last year. So that's what it's going to be. But you'd still have... Six million to play with. You still can get. You're still going to be able to go over the cap for Austin and those guys. So like you're going to be able to do that. So you're going to have a mid level plus six million. So that's I don't know how many players. Four, five, six, seven. That's not enough depth, George. Seven, and then you're going to have to start doing veteran minimums. Uh, that's a lot. Or you're going to have to hope Max, Max Christie can play and the seventeenth pick. Can so play. you go give, <sighs> dude. They're, look, man. I mean, they're stuck. They're stuck. They're, there's not much out there for them to do if you're going to go get somebody like this. But here's the thing. It's either you... But you have to go in because LeBron's going to be 39 next year. Right. But here's the other thing. Actually, you know what? I'm going to tell you what that other thing is. The other thing has to do with what else they can do if they don't go after a third star. Huh. There's some limitations to that. I'll explain in a moment. We'll do uh. that next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Stand by, Sedano. I don't have time for your crap right now. Oh, this day in 1991. Can we tell people what you were good at? Look at you. Why you're being all huffy and puffy? Can I finish this? Yes. Can I do the OTD? (laughs) I want the girls to weigh in on this. 517 in the Southland on this day in 1991. The number one hit, Paula Abdul. Oh, Oh, here it comes. Rush. It's coming here. here. Let's pot it up a little bit. It's coming again, right? Cappy would ask, is this the one with the cat? No, you idiot. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, hey now. Hey now, hey now, hey now. Yo, can I get a warning? <laughs> no, you just got to watch it and enjoy it. Oh, this day in 1991, Paul Abdul had the number one hit, Rush Rush. I can especially get low in the golf pants. I, I see that. These aren't suit pants. Yeah. I can get low in those, too. There's a video at ESPN Los Angeles. I went low today with Slee. Not yeah. like that. Yeah. But I was showing him my great high school basketball defense. Oh, nice. And he couldn't get by me. Wow. Now, of course, I'm a little wider Is now that, than I was. I thought there. I saw a video of that somewhere yeah. today. Yeah. Hey, nice. Go ahead, tell the story. I didn't know if that was from today or though that or not. Uh, so the story is, let me tell the girls. So I walk in here, and um, sorry, actually, Kirk Cartosian of Tequila Mandala is texting me right now. What's up, Kirk? Hello, Kirk. Shouts out to you. Uh, so <laughs> I walk in here because mm-hmm. Christopher had said earlier that you had a bottle of the Añejo of Tequila Mandala, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You said the, it on the air. He had the red bottle. Yeah, he said it on the air. He said he had the red bottle, right. Really good. So Beto asked me, because I took a video at the Mandy's with the Dia de los Muertos bottle. Yeah, a beautiful mm-hmm. bottle. That is also Añejo. Beautiful. So, mm-hmm. and I, he's like, do you have that? I said, yeah, I do have that. So I have not that particular bottle, but another bottle of Añejo. And I, I, I said, oh, I came back in and I said, hey, Beto, you don't have a bottle of Añejo from Tequila Mandala. If you want, I'll, I'll bring it to you next time I'm here. And, and he, I said no, because... I'll see Oscar from Tequila Mandala who next Friday right, who works at the Thompson shows that right. he's always there. Yeah. I'll tell him, hey, he'll take care of me, give me a nice bottle. But I don't want to be greedy. But Christopher got snarky. He's like, I was never offered me a bottle of Tequila Mandala. Yeah. yeah. Like, I carry this show every day. No, I said I carry the show on Tuesdays. Yeah. Like, every, it was I awkward. thought you said every day. No. Like, usually he's playing around. This was, I stayed quiet. Never offered me a bottle of Tequila Mandala. Well, my imaging carries the show on every day, but Tuesdays especially I carry the I show. mean, yeah. And I said to him, Sentido. I said to him, bro, you said you had a bottle of Añejo already. Oh, yeah, because, so. you know, one bottle of Tequila Mandala lasts a lifetime. I, if you I, didn't but I can get you one later. My point was he didn't have one and you had one. And, and I, I, said, I, I said, no, I don't want to be greedy because I can get another one. Right. right? But. And so I'm, I'm not crazy to offer it to him because he doesn't have one, right? You're not crazy to offer to Beto. Plus, I, I'm I, his co-host today. Yeah, but I think like Morales is just tired from the Mandy's. He's yeah, I haven't slept a in a lot. week. Oh, I'm sorry, you got paid. I think, what, what did I get paid? I'm just saying. There's that no. There's no. Why you always gotta make it about getting paid? There's no dollar over my deal, my friend. Here, get paid. No, I got, I got I got two in my office. <laughs> oh, oh, look at that! I got two. I got two in my office. I'm just saying that I think he's a little snarky, a little yeah. To Holy moly! Because yeah. he's tired. Somebody get him a coffee. Like I think you want a coffee? No, I've had plenty of coffee. No, I thought you didn't have any. Then they did they, Then stop being so sentido. Oh, you yeah, five twenty. I'm gonna go well, put this Michael Bolter in the freezer for when we get off the air oh, at seven. Ah, yeah. you took the beer that I wanted. Now. He had a late night because um his train got stuck. Well, I know. I heard about that. That was Somebody jumped on the tracks again, right? This is happening a lot. Yeah, I, I texted him and I was like, wait, are you serious? Somebody it's died a on lot. the train tracks? And he's like, yeah, it's like the third or fourth time it's happened. Yeah. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Bam! Yesterday... Yesterday, I was trying to go to LAFC, and I was trying to take the train here, and it was delayed 40 minutes. Well, so now we're so turning yeah. into so, John yeah. Ireland and his when death it hap- radio. When it hap- <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> John Ireland death John radio. Ireland death just listen yeah. one to four we every day. Move on. Hey, wow. <laughs> the train, I didn't say that. The train None gets backed up. That. Yeah, you, the train is- Well, no, I'm saying he'll do death radio from one to four. Doesn't Not that it is death radio. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. He lo- when someone dies- Yeah, he likes to talk about people in on. He's in on it. It's like Walter Cronkite. When I go, I want him to do the eulogy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Chris was a great guy. I yeah. love Chris. Did you know his dad's Mucho Morales? He thinks that he just if You're he just like throws forty if he years just th- younger. If he just throws that out, it's all good. Yeah. Forty years younger than him. Forty? 
No, I'm just, be, yeah, but Chris thinks, Chris thinks he's going to be dead by, by the time he turns 40. Oh, which is like oh, I hope. September. No, Can you imagine that up, funeral no. coming off the Mandy's? Oh. Never. Shut oh. up. Don't say that. Okay, no more no more death radio. Yeah. yeah. All right. God. So, Lindsay, is Chris... I always thought Chris's bits were great. Is is Chris being a little sensitive, like Laura said? I mean, I will say that I feel like Chris also has a relationship with those guys to where if like he really wanted one, he could get it, you know? Yeah, right. Jason Roberts would, if you told Jason Roberts, can I get a bottle, he would absolutely get you In one. Fact, do you know how much you do for these salespeople? Do you know how much I do Mar- for you? Marketing consultants? Do you know how much I do for you? I understand I that. pick up the phone every time you call. Yeah, but every you got time. mad when I didn't call you today. Well, where are you? <laughs> What's I, it? Sedano, we where's my golf. bottle? We where's my golf. bottle? <laughs> How he about? wants it from you. Okay. Sedano, that's what he wants. I feel in like fact, I'm in my car right now. The 91. This is amazing. <laughs> I should pay to watch this right now. Well, you're, if you're at the, it's like I won an experience of C710 Live in studio. If you're on the 91, uh, give me a visitor sticker right now. If you're on, awesome. Just so you know, um, Craig did come up to me at the Mandy's after Craig Cartosian I from won. Yes, from not Craig Carmi, not the yes. not Carmi. Craig Cartosian and Kirk, they're brothers. Yes. yes, they came up to me after yeah. I won. Good people, man. Yeah. You know the Mandy Award for the segment of the year for Radio Tinder present. By Tequila Mandala. Yeah. And he gave me his card and said, if you ever need a bottle, you t- come to me personally. Yeah, there you go. There it is. So you can get that relationship, but I'll get you one if you want. I don't want it from you. Oh, for the oh, love. Oh, Gela. By the way, if you're on that 91 freeway, you're over next to Bellflower Boulevard, pull off. Go say hi to John Good, our friends over at George Chevrolet, okay? There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give yourself a new blazer. Yeah. Or a used blazer. Yeah. Or just say hi to John. Silverado. Can I get a Silverado? Ooh, I'm, those sure, are I'm nice. sure they got Silverados over there. Yeah. Oh, and they're hard to get right now. I've been are they? For one. Yes. Not at George Chevrolet. Yeah. John's good. He's got the action. There you go. What do we got? Speaking of action, Christopher, what do we got uh, oh, at the it? U.S. Open? Yeah, oh, let's, do it. let's do it. We got, oh, only got two more minutes. And then I can do the Laker thing. Yeah, please. 123rd U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club. And right now, the story is all about Rory. Tied for fourth at 500 through 12. Now, the leader is the Southern California boys, Ricky Fowler and John DeShaflee. At minus eight, which means Rory, if he goes on a run here. Who's this Harmon at the third, who's in third at six six back? I honestly don't know, but he's an American. Oh. The Americans, by the way. Six other, under, rather, not six back. amateur, isn't he? No, no, he's not an amateur. But that he, was Oscar he, Morales, my he, cousin. He's played less holes. Omar, Omar Morales. He's he's uh, paired with Rory, it looks like. No. No, no, Rory's no? with Brooks and Hideki Matsuyama. Huh. Yeah. Well, but they're at the same hole, it looks like uh, here. No, 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 that's not how it works. So maybe they're not Is paired that Brian Harmon? Yeah, Brian Harmon. Yeah. Remember, because some people start on the front, some people start on the back. Oh, on the back end. That's fair. Uh, Brian Harmon is from Georgia. He's ambidextrous. He was born in Sea Island, Georgia, and a bulldog, mm. 2009. A Georgia, Georgia bulldog? Yes. Beautiful. Uh, Biggie says, Morales is in a mood porque anda rosado from all that walking. <laughs> Dang. I, I don't know what any of that meant, so it's fine. Chafing. Chafing. Oh, no. I. Here's what you do. First of all, baby powder every day in there. Yeah. And, no, we don't, we don't need this. Just and when give, you're gonna walk, give me Harmon's update, man. I have different uh, briefs for when I walk a course that are made to prevent chafing. Yeah, so when you like pull the cappy, going a little extra. It's just true. So if you're a man that may chafe, good for you. Baby powder, and if you really need it, put a little Vaseline between those thighs, and you're breezing. Good to go. Like George Benson said, you're breezing, homeboy. There you go. Uh, is that the uh, U.S. Open update? The U.S. Open leaderboard update was brought to you by Pinehurst Resort. <laughs> I don't know. We got to. I don't know if Pinehurst is going to like this one. And Pinehurst. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pinehurst is in the South, right? I, if I were Pinehurst, I would love this. North one. Carolina. So if it's North Carolina, this, where there's humidity and yeah. you got to deal with chafing. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. If you're like John Ireland's going to play Pinehurst. Yeah. This summer yeah. with James Worthy. Oh wow. John, nice. I don't know if John has a lot of chafing problems. If though. I were Pinehurst, okay. <laughs> if I were <laughs> Chris, I don't chafe. If I were if I were Pinehurst, I feel like this is the best update I've ever heard. The U.S. Open leaderboard update brought to you by Pinehurst Resort. At Pinehurst, it is someone's U.S. Open every day. Visit Pinehurst.com now to plan your stay. Of course, Pinehurst, the site of next year's U.S. Open. The 124th next uh, next one. The edition next year, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I'm against the pad board. So, Beto, we were talking about James Harden as a Laker, yeah. right? So, the reason I think it, it makes some sense is because the alternative is not is uncertain is what i would say mm-hmm. okay because at least you have a decent idea what james harden is is there a van fleet sighting anywhere 
You'd have to get Toronto, who is incredible. I'm going to be completely transparent with you on this. And like as honest as honest as I can be without revealing stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Morsels. Go, go, go. No, no, and some of it will be more direct. Okay. I will say this on the record a hundred times over. Toronto is one of the most challenging front offices to work with because Masai Ujiri does not want to lose the deal. Mm-mm. He's like Danny Ainge in that sense. I've heard that. Where he's like, he doesn't want to lose the deal. So I just don't see... Unless Toronto wants to shed salary, and maybe they take like Malik Beasley and Mobamba, for some reason they want to shed salary. But I don't, I don't know why they would want to do that. But the only other thing I could see is like you'd have to package picks with this stuff with D'Angelo Which Russell. You don't give up, right? Which I, I don't, I don't. And besides, good at working teams for that. Kind I don't of stuff. see a scenario where he doesn't go. And picks aren't involved. It's not going to be for D'Angelo Russell straight up. No. Like, that's not going to work for Masai Ujiri. So, if you're talking Van Fleet, then there's a different story for me. Yeah. I don't see Masai Ujiri saying to himself, hey, bro, yeah, you know what? I'm going to trade Fred Van Vliet, who's a champion, shoots threes. And young. It, big threes, hits big shots, proven big shot hitter and winner, and plays defense. And I'm going to take D'Angelo Russell straight up for a long-term contract? That you're trying to get rid of. Get out of here. No way. So that's the hard part. Van Vliet is the guy. Like, if you asked me who would be the ideal fit, it'd yes. be Van Vliet because he's going to make $30 million, not 35 like Harden. And he's not going to make 40 something like Kyrie or, or Bradley Beal and leave you stuck like with nothing, nothing else. Harden gives you a little more wiggle room than those guys. And Van Vliet gives you even more wiggle room. Now, all of a sudden... You got $16 million to play with But then extra. aren't you going to get in the same thing that happened last year where you have the three, you have the names, and then what do you have coming off the bench? What support do you have? Right. And you're going to fall into the same trap okay, so, of you're going to be so let's, limited and you let's, don't know what to do. Let's play this out then. Okay? Which is the problem. Which is the concern. Wait, but let's play this out then. Let's say the Lakers, okay? Bring, they're not going to let D'Angelo walk, right? Because no, they don't want to lose him as an asset. No, you get something. Right. So you got to sign D'Angelo then. So that's that's part of your offseason. You're signing him to trade him, right? You're basically bringing everybody back except Beasley and Bamba. Okay. And you're you're replacing those guys and Tristan Thompson probably. Yeah, whatever. But you're replacing those guys. Sorry, Lindsay. You're <laughs> Hey, Tristan Thompson is friend of the show, okay? He is friends of the show. Yeah, I love Cleveland Tristan Thompson. I love Tristan Thompson personally. He legitimately he came put on the, the show, yeah. He, he put the headset on. But but bye. But those are the three guys you're replacing. Do you think that team with three other guys who make like little money like are going to make that much of a difference? Because that's the difference. Yeah. That you you either basically running it back, or you're gonna go Harden type player, right? Max third max player, and a bunch of minimums plus Austin and Rui. Is it really that much different? No, it's not that much different. Than running it back with a team that got swept out of the Western Conference Finals? Which overachieved getting to the Western Conference Finals. Well, especially because they... Well, I don't know about overachieved. They overachieved... Getting that far, that was overachieved They overachieved in this sense. They coalesced as a team a lot quicker than I thought. They had better chemistry out of the Uh, gate than I thought. After the trade, yes. Okay. But, two trains of thought now. Are they... Good or can they get better? Is this their ceiling? Well, they got more chemistry now. They're going to be able to play more they're together. A, they'll get a better. Four or five seed there. Okay, they are what they are. But the, if you're a four or five seed, is there a route to a championship? Is it a better route than being a seven seed? I, it's it's incremental. It's not like a huge difference, but it's there's difference. some. There's some. You get more games at home. That's not a. And I hate going to say if Anthony Davis is healthy because. But, because that's every damn season with him. But it's my, every damn game. my point is this, Beto, is that what are you going to do? There's not a huge difference from signing a James Harden player yeah. in this scenario than than just running it back. Like so, Harden can opt I out. I actually think I right? think yeah, he can opt out at the end of the month. Yes, okay. I, I think that Harden gives you at least a little higher ceiling during the regular season. Now that may not matter. You may just say screw that; it's not worth it. It's not worth squeezing the regular season. It's not worth squeezing an extra five million because you're gonna have to pay D'Angelo the same thirty you were gonna play pay Van Vliet. Damn, this team is old. That's so that's your problem. You're you're there aren't a ton of great solutions for the Lakers. No. It's gonna be a frustrating offseason. Are we just rolling? Are we just rolling through? Well, we're in the middle of a no, conversation. He, I mean he was supposed to break, but it's okay. Oh. Yeah, I was rolling. 
Do you want to keep rolling? I was doing. I mean, I'd like to keep rolling at this point since you interrupted me. He's yeah. on. He's on a roll. Oh, Let I'm him sorry. go. I'm yeah, I was. Uh, I was putting on a Lakers cap yeah. off-season masterclass for everyone, which is frustrating because what are you going to do? You you're yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Let's ask Christopher since he loves Dave Roberts so much. Maybe he's got a hardened opinion. Um, I wish I could give you a better answer than this, George. But so, damn, we're so stuck. He, here's what I'll. Here basically it boils down to this. I'm going to make this as simple as possible. You ready? Sure. You either get D'Angelo Russell for thirty million. Or James Harden for potentially 35. Why would you want James Harden? He's never won anything. Over D'Angelo Russell? Give me James Harden all day. That's, what, it, that's what this potential... I could be wrong. We're, we're judging D'Angelo Russell on one bad series. He's not that oh, good. Is James not. Harden amazing? Way better than way D'Angelo Russell. How does it always work out for James Harden? I get it, but he's got LeBron and AD now. And you think that that's going to just magically be magic? He gets to be the third guy. And how's that worked out in the past? In Brooklyn, they were all hurt and Kyrie had an in- situation. Kyrie situation. And in, yeah, a situation. Okay. There was COVID. There was him not wanting to play. There was all the stuff. Harden that is on. Listen, Damn. I want it because you know why? Because all these Laker fans will go, oh, now we got it. Just like when they got Russell Westbrook. And then once the season Just unrambled. The parade, bro. But he's better than Russell oh, yeah. Westbrook. Yeah, remember when we were saying plan that the last parade. year? Yeah, but he's remember be- when that happened last he's year? He's better than Russell Westbrook. I, I think we're combining at this point. No, we are combining. There's Did you no know question. Donovan Mitchell's dad works for the Mets? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit from the last segment last night. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's face is not going to be thrilled with you. Uh, all right. So anyway, I, I'm just saying that if, if, if my math serves me correct, and we're basically talking about D'Angelo at 30 and maybe James at like 35-ish or so. Oh, give me James. I'd rather have James... And give me, I'll take those five million and put them in him yeah. because I know what he's going to be in at the regular season. At least it'll season. be fun. And at least in the regular season, you know he's going to ball out. Yeah. You'll have your games where you're like, damn, especially for fantasy-wise, fantastic numbers. Dude, people here wanted to crush D'Angelo Russell at every turn in that last playoff series. It's just D'Angelo just so, like, the way he moves, it's just kind but of annoying. it's also Harden, because it's that. It's a lot of people going like, why the hell would we want Harden? Well, I don't know why. When you're 33, about to be 34, and you're realizing you're, you're running out of time. If I were him, yeah, I would want to be here. Just the Lakers need another veteran that gets hurt. D'Angelo Russell was his best when Kyrie was in what the if audience. He does? I mean, he That's could. That's what he, he motivated him. Oh, Kyrie does it. Yeah. Mm. Cleveland. Well, you I'm just saying, Kyrie was sitting in the audience, and that was his best game of the entire playoffs. Yeah, but you can't, I, I mean. Yeah, because that won't bring any problems or anything. I mean, listen, from a content perspective, I, I, I would love every second of it. Okay? I, that's what I'm saying. That would be amazing. If Kyrie came here, I would be, we'd have insane shows. It would be amazing. But, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, I just think that nobody, I am curious to see what Dallas does. Dallas has the opportunity to sign him to a four-year deal right now. Oh. Well, not right now, but July 1st. Yeah. But if they do that, then I'm like, all right. Cool, but until somebody does it, I, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not I'm not jumping into those waters until I see. I'm not bidding against myself, basically, is what I would say. You don't want to when the waters are murky, right? Uh, yeah. Better? Oh, we're just going to roll through? Yeah, we're rolling through. Did you know Donovan Mitchell's dad was a Met? Go to Radio no, Tinder. No no, no. <laughs> no, no, he's not a Met. He works, he works for the, for the Mets. Mets. Get he's a Met. Right, or well, that means he's a Met. Well, that is true. He does. That means he's a Met. Once a Met, always a Met. He works now. Meet the Met. Where's Mr. Met? Uh, Donovan Mitchell dresses up as Mr. Met for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Radio Ginger time. Hit it, Lord. This dude. Oh, friends. Oh, speaking of New York. You know, we like to play a TV theme for Radio Tinder. Finding a show I know. Happy 59th birthday, Courtney Cox. She played Rachel. Was it Rachel? I think so. Monica. 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 How dare you? I'm sorry. Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer I Anderson. got a shot with her. I think tonight's the night. Oh, oh, you're oh, playing God. Cappy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You can follow her at Lindsay Baseball on Twitter or Instagram. There was actually a picture of all of us on her Instagram yesterday. That's rare. Lindsay doesn't give a lot of love to the station on her Instagram usually. Why should she? What are you talking about? Do, do, whatever, do whatever you want, My whole want, entire Instagram is the station. Yeah. Except for like my picture of my cat that Mason made fun Don't of. Don't forget about died. our sponsor. <laughs> Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. <laughs> Take it away, pretty 17. Thanks, Christopher. All right, so we've been talking a lot <laughs> about how Wheel of Fortune is going to need a new host and how George Sedano wants to be considered for that <laughs> job. It actually would be a great replacement for Pat Sajak. Please right? tell me you're doing this story. Please tell me. Well, George, Go. it looks like you have some competition, and it comes from within the ESPN family. Oh, yeah? Who? Pat Sajak. He's announced that uh, he's going to retire. He's made that show. 
this guy. household. My mother loved Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. Loved Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. She really, really did. And so did I. I want to throw my name into the hat. <laughs> I ain't trying to give up my day job. I ain't trying to give up my podcast. But I got to tell you, if Wheel of Fortune called to ask me to host the show for a couple of days, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind hosting that show while folks try to figure out what those letters mean. Okay, so obviously we've heard that Ryan Seacrest is the guy who's going to replace him, right? Yeah, it seems he's the favorite, yes. But just hypothetically, I feel like it would be really funny to watch Stephen A. get mad at people who don't know the puzzle. So do you think it would be funny to see him host one episode of Wheel of Fortune? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Swipe left or swipe right? Yeah, swipe right. I I think him doing anything like that would be hilarious. Every once in a while... I'll flip on the TV in the middle of the day and I'll it'll be on like ABC seven or something still. And he's on like a general hospital. Yeah, episode. he has a recurring role <laughs> yeah, in general yeah. hospital. So and I and I see it and I, I'm just laughing because it's hilarious because I know <laughs> him, right? And I know you that know, he's serious? this yeah. character he's playing is so hammy. It's hilarious. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's no Dr. Drake Ramore, but you know, I'll swipe <laughs> right. Uh Stephen A doing an episode, maybe two, funny. More than that, nah. Because Wheel of Fortune, you got to be that cool, homey, welcome guy who or lady uh, who's the host. Yeah. And I thought you were- You got to be a good one-liner yeah, person. Yeah. And you got to- yeah. it, Also, it's not about you. And that's why today's BSM <laughs> story about uh, Sedano- There at Sports Media. Yeah. yeah. Sedano going to go have this and support. I'm like, just stop making up stuff, man. But now that you threw your hat in there, George, we got to get a campaign. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, you know. Because if you're the host, you're taking us with you. Yeah. Because I'm going to be the guy that's going to have the lint brush. There you go. See, Chris, that'll be your new gig. The lint brush. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go? Yeah, do you if if Pat Sajak is making if Sajak's making forty million or whatever he makes, but he, man, but how he, much is the guy that has the limp brush? You know his guy's well, hum, he's making he's some getting, money, getting some. You yeah. need the voice, and Christopher. Would I don't be need. I, I want to be behind the scenes. No, no, I'm Chris, just saying Chris would nah, be a great voice. To Chris intro. Is, no. Yeah, you can be a grip. Help with the no, no, Chris is talent. I know my role is the right, he's the lackey. Talent. I know what to do. No, Chris won't do it because he'll get upset with everybody. How do you not know how to spell Mandala? Oh, like, yeah. That's it. No, the no. Wheel of Fortune guy. Was it Wheel of Fortune or the other one where he was a big radio guy for years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. yeah. Big radio guy. Oh, the, the, uh, the big I, voice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that, that yeah, yeah. guy. No. That's what she said. Oh, I thought you meant Chris is the host. No. No, no, he needs to be the voice guy. I'd be, be a great host, but I'd get fired within a week. Absolutely. Yes. Pat Sajak. No. George Sedano. Let me tell you how to spell Breezy. No. <laughs> All right. An unnamed NFL player lost a staggering $8 million through gambling in 2022, according to Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio. The news comes in the wake of NFL's recent report and suspension of five players in April for violating the league's gambling policy. The report highlights the pressing issue of gambling within the NFL. It raises concerns about the extent of players' involvement in gambling activities and the significant financial losses they may occur. Um... Is it just me, or do you guys think that other players have probably lost $8 million or more gambling in the NFL? Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe right, of course. Wait, they they gambled on the league? No, no. So what happened was... This particular player, well, they don't. They didn't reveal like the details gambling. of this guy yeah. who lost eight million. But one of the big things that everyone's like mind blown about is the fact that this player was betting on college football from oh, the parking lot in his car. Yeah. He wasn't even in the team facility. Absolutely, and that's kind of a big deal because it's like he didn't even realize he was breaking the rules. No, uh, guys bet on everything, right? Like, dude, I grew up learning how to play craps in the locker room and uh, uh, Stephen White, junior high. So you learn how to gamble right away. Like, you know what's going on so if you got money like that look Barkley was going to Vegas and losing yep. how many markers yeah Jordan everybody these guys to lose eight million I would Phil, say that's Nicholson. it exactly so it's no big surprise not, not at all dude I mean the stories that you've heard to yeah. Beto's point about all the stuff that happens on planes oh, and things Boo like Ray? that yeah Ooh. um I mean we were talking about Kendrick Perkins earlier. He came in a couple years ago and told a story about him and Kevin Garnett and those guys yeah. and Rondo and those guys gambling on the plane. It was insane. Golfers are the worst. Every yeah. single hole. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Phil Mickelson, allegedly, exactly. right, is already in. You haven't played with Chris, have you? Yeah. Oof. Talk about gambling. Well, Phil claims Press. that he's all up to date huh? on his gambling debts now, and that's probably what he thinks yeah. to live. Oh, but, yeah. you know. By the way, mailman Matt. Tweeted out, careful, Chris. Barrett Sports Media is going to write an article article about how Donovan Mitchell dresses as Mr. Met for Halloween. <laughs> I think he might have at one point, not going to lie. Hashtag Cleveland alert. All right, what's All right, next? So last one, speaking of live and golfing, PGA Tour players who rejected the chance to join Live Golf 
are now reportedly in line for a windfall thanks to a compensation fund that's being planned by the Saudi investors. According to the UK Times, players who rejected the overtures of Live Golf will receive a payment under the plan so they will, quote, level up with Live Golf players who are also going to keep their money that they were paid to join the Live Golf Tour even if they do return to PGA. So the amount of money that players would receive has not yet been determined, and players preparing and playing in this week's U.S. Open still don't have any details on how this new partnership is going to work and how it's going to shape the tour. So I wanted to ask you guys, how much money do you think that those guys that said no to live should get to like make them whole? Uh, man. Well, I think that's an individual yeah, question. You have you know? to tear it. Okay, well, let's go with the top golfers, like you know Rory and Well, Tiger. what did Phil get? Phil got two hundred million. So those guys deserve two hundred million at the least, mm-hmm. because okay, Tiger said absolutely not. Rory said absolutely not. So you can't really count them. And I think they offered what Tiger a billion dollars. Yeah, they're not. So that's not it. reality. Yeah. But let's look they at have a, it though. Right? But let's look at a John Rahm. Yes. And many rumors were that John Rahm was about to cut a deal, and that's mm-hmm. why the PGA did this sort of shotgun move quick. Let's get a deal done where a lot of the details weren't ironed out yet. So John Rahm was probably two hundred million. I would say it has to be. I would say it has to be a similar number to those guys for sure. The top guys, Dustin Johnson and, Brooks. and Phil. Yeah, yeah, and Brooksy. Brooksy. Pay yeah. me. Pay. They did say in the report that there are some talks about like them getting a percentage or piece of the league, but I don't know. Like, some that, equity. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds kind of crazy. A little equity me, for the table. Yeah. Oh, just, remember, just a little. Just a little. P- little. Oh, so remember, on the PGA. You're not going to laugh at that one? A little equity for the table? He's now, too crabby today to He's laugh. crabby. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, Clinton Yates was stealing my bits all morning. He was doing bams and oh, gutless. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, really but mad about that. A little equity for the tables is a, is a, is a spin yeah, fine, on Sliwa and you. Yeah, oh, he's table. running out of gas. He is. No, he, I'm not. You're, you're on fumes right no, now. I'm not. You're leaning oh, to the side. Now he's offended. Now he's offended. He's going to call could, you gutless in two you seconds. You wish you could bring the heat, bring the funk, bring the noise, and bring the energy like me. No, that's only work once a month, so I'm good. Remember, on the PGA Tour, every golfer is an independent contractor, so giving equity actually wouldn't be that hard because they probably all have their own LLCs and stuff, and yeah, that would actually be very easy. Yeah, that's, that's an easy. Just figuring out the percentage. Did you just say fascinating? What? Yeah, it's, it is fascinating. I think there'll be a uh, a documentary about it. I'm sure well, you'll watch. Guess it what? Full swing ah! too. And oh, I ran into, recording. I ran into Daniel Rappaport well, yesterday in the media center, mm-hmm. and I said, "Lindsay, that's Dan Rappaport from Golf Digest." Full swing. She's just like, "Who?" Like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I didn't see it yet. Just like I didn't see the. the By the one way, the Formula one documentary one. she doesn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> is the one that is golf. true. You do, you do watch a lot of documentaries, though. Well, I think I started watching that one, and like it was just hard to grab was me boring. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I wouldn't watch it either. So don't feel bad. Sorry, Chris. No, but Lindsay is quick to be like, "Hey, Chris." There's this new documentary about a house mom in Pennsylvania that drowned her kids in a Buick. <laughs> you should watch it. All right. That is, you, you do recommend you do some like of the those. strangest you do like those, documentaries. Though. You're a big fan of the true crime. <laughs> and like the weird, you know, conspiracy theory one. It had to be a Buick, too, huh? A Buick. Well, that makes it more specific. Yeah, exactly. You can visualize the Buick. Because that's the kind of stuff she would watch. A Buick. You visualize the oh, Buick drowning yeah. in the water. A little regal coming through, bro. Okay, wait, real, real talk here. There's one about this girl who is, it's called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. And yes. like, Crazy. she's a, a little person and they don't know how Crazy. old she is because when she was adopted, they told her that, that she was like four. Six. It's like Hasbula, you don't know how old? They don't know if she's either 22 or if she's actually eight. They it's have no crazy. idea. Oh. oh, wow. That yeah. does sound we, wild. Nobody has any it. idea. We finished it and we it's still insane. don't know. It's this insane. is why I just watched it and then I, I don't need to watch it. No, then. watch you, it. Nobody knows. If you watch watched it. it and still don't know, then why the hell should I watch uh, it? Watch I'll stick it. to Seinfeld crazy. every night. I'm good, bro. Like, on it. Netflix or you watch Netflix. it over the air? Netflix. Because sometimes I still enjoy like put on KDOC at like 11 p.m. and it comes on or 10 p.m. or something. Channel no. 56. Why commercials? No, we don't have time. Well, we like to run commercials and broadcast radio yeah. sometimes. Why like, like, TV commercials? Yeah. Boo! We radio, yay! Yeah. Yeah. Well, we exactly. pay the bills around here. Something he By the likes way, to fall karma, asleep to. But good karma brands, we sell a lot of TV commercials yeah. too, so we like those. Oh. We like those, yeah. yeah I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, Radio Tinder is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always Woo! swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the Extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, we'll talk some Dodgers. We'll ask uh, Blake if Dave Roberts is gutless or has guts now. <laughs> oh, no. Or has guts now, according oh, to Chris. Oh, jeez. Because Blake is going to join us. He's our Dodger insider next. Oh, okay. Oh, the Lion King. Sit out of a cap. 
on a U.S. Open Thursday. On this day in 1994, The Lion King debuted in theaters almost 29 years ago. It's crazy, man. Remember when we did the bit last year and you were mad at me? Hold on, here it comes. Here it comes. Then I told you a woman I worked with years ago at a different place used to call me her little Simba. And then you said, oh, you didn't know there were heavy set lions? <laughs> you were in a bad mood that day. You have the weirdest <laughs> nickname, Chris. If a, if a beautiful older woman calls you her little Simba, that's not a bad thing. Trust me. You know who voiced this? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. God, whatever happened to that kid? JTT yeah, from uh, Tool the Time? normal guy. Yeah, he just like walks around That kid like was beautiful. Oh, he must have made a bunch of money, huh? Did Good he grow up to be beautiful too? Yeah, he looks pretty much the same. Wow. I saw pictures. Handsome kid. Um, let's talk to Blake Harris. Does Blake uh, like Simba? I don't know. Blake? I love Simba. I love him. I love the Lion King. Not job, the remake, Blake. though. What? Not the remake. By the way, did you, the did you see um, Blake's uncle at the Mandy's? I miss Blake and the uncle. He looked like uh, Ashley... Um, Ashley Schaefer. Schaefer yes. from uh, Beast Down and Down. down. Mm-hmm. Um, and a mobster mixed together. Like, it was amazing. Like, tell me more about this uncle of yours. Yeah, so last week when I did the show and you guys were pitching the Mandy's, I immediately get a text from my uncle saying, this sounds awesome, this sounds fantastic, I got to be there. And I was like, all right, I'll see what I can do. So I texted Lindsay, I was like, hey. Uh, hey, King. I, can I have a plus? I was like, hey, Queen. And I was like, <laughs> can I have a plus one? To which she comes back and says, oh, sure, yeah, your girlfriend wants to join. And I was like, not my girlfriend. My uncle actually wants to roll through. <laughs> I, I, to, I told him, I said, listen, dress to impress, which he always does. He yeah. always outshines me. And I think he probably took more photos with the circle of trust than I did. That's amazing. Every single member was coming. I'm like, I'm like taking the photo. Like, hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, Blake, here, actually... Here's my phone. Can we take a photo with your uncle? And I was like, oh, well, Wait, this isn't the least he, bit surprising. Blake, did he have like a white beard? And like, yeah, like a blue, yeah, like a blue white. suit. Like, yeah. look like a pit boss kind of? Oh, yeah. Now I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. That was your uncle? Yeah. 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 That was, that was my uncle. I was, was wondering who uncle. that was because yeah. he looked, I thought he was like an executive or something. Yeah. But yeah, people were ta- around him. Yeah. Well, he was at the GKB yeah. table. No, too, no, outside in the red carpet. There we go. Oh, okay. But I'm saying like Stephanie put him at the GKB table, which I also thought was funny. Yeah. Um, So I loved him. I loved him. He looked like he could be like a valet, like a wrestling valet, too, back in the day. I just I loved his look. Uh, All right. So I don't love the look of the Dodgers bullpen. Um, This thing. Here's the thing. So the thing that alarmed me and I hate to do this thing that I'm picking on this one guy. But like when Vesia came in and on the on, you know, ESPN's graphics are huge on baseball. They have like, you know, it's just like four graphics or four different stats. Like I think it's ERA, strikeouts, walks, and um, something else. I forgot whatever it was. So it's really big when a number's bad. It's really big on your screen. And that 6.61 ERA was like, holy moly, it's mid-June. How is your ERA still almost a 7? Yeah, I, I was listening earlier, and George, you pretty much said it. Like, you expect to see that if you're like a couple weeks into the season. Like, okay, maybe one or two bad outings. But seeing a guy with an ERA close to seven, you know, two months into the season, that's not that great. And the worst part is it, it's not just Vestia. I think Almonte's ERA is north of seven now. Bigford's ERA is above seven. Michael Grove, he's going to be starting for the Dodgers today. His ERA is above eight. So all of a sudden, it's making Noah Syndergaard look like, hey, maybe he's not too bad. But, yeah, the Dodgers, they just have a number of guys where – you look at their ERA, and it looks like uh, maybe guys they called in from the top deck that needed to come in and lob some pitches because even when position players pitch, they don't post ERAs that high. So, yeah, it's, it's bad all the way around. You know, Blake, reading today's Substack, you mentioned how Dave Roberts was, for in his terms, livid, right? Like, uh, Roberts is a manager when you go and you talk to him afterwards in the press conference downstairs. You know, he's very even keel. You don't know if they won. They don't know if they lost. And when he is upset, he still reigns it in. So what made you say that this was the most visibly upset you've seen in a while? Because I didn't see the TV press conference. Yeah, I mean, Dave Roberts, he's a guy where I think he's been the manager now for seven years. You rarely see him really, you know, pissed off. Usually he's able to keep his composure. He's able to stay calm. But following the game last night, I mean, it looked like it was a playoff loss, the way his body language was. And he was visibly pissed in every question that he was being asked. Not to say that he was kind of salty with his responses, but it wasn't kind of like the normal Dave that everyone comes to expect when he's able to answer questions. He was ticked off, and he pretty much said, 
these guys, they need to figure it out. They're losing the games for us. I know a lot of people are going to blame Dave Roberts for his moves, and, you know, the Yancey Almonte one was a little questionable sending him out there for the eighth inning, but at the end of the day, these guys got to do their jobs. And outside of Evan Phillips, maybe a little bit of Bruce Arcaderal, these guys haven't been doing their jobs. So Dave can only do so much with what he's given. I know a lot of people like to think that the front office and the tops are pretty much telling him to make these certain decisions, and that's fine and all, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who he could throw out there at this point that's not going to get him crucified, you know, with all these yeah. losses. Yeah, 100%. I, I think that, you know, you could – there's – criticism to be levied um but it has to be done in a smart in a smart fashion like this you know i mean everybody stinks to your point there's not a good option for the most part uh in the bullpen so and by the way potentially not even in the rotation at the moment too i mean let's not go too far uh certainly it's much better than than the bullpen but it's not like it's great at this stage especially where they've been uh in recent history so where do they turn because we still got six weeks, bro. So what are even early candidates you can look at in regards to starters or even bullpen guys whose names have been bandied about? Yeah, so every Dodgers fan out there, memorize this date. You, you may not be able to remember anniversaries. You may not be able to remember birthdays. But memorize this date, August 1st. Because that is the date of the trade deadline. That is how much time Andrew Friedman has to turn this thing around. And I have no idea what they're going to do because I guess the one silver lining is they do have guys coming off the IL. Daniel Hudson, Dave talked about him today, saying he could be back by the end of the month. That would be a huge addition. Jimmy Nelson, he's rehabbing. He might be back within the next month. But outside of those two guys, they really don't have anyone left in the minors. And I'm actually really worried about this trade deadline because the Dodgers are in such desperate need of bullpen arms. Teams around the league, if they're going to know, the Dodgers are desperate and I think the Dodgers might have to overpay significantly in order to get a couple of bullpen arms. So personally, I think they should co- take all the guys that are currently in double-A, they're just lighting it up, send them up to triple-A, and then by the time middle of July rolls around, just give guys weekly shots, see how they can perform, because I think the Dodgers might have to part, with, part ways with a couple top prospects just to get a couple of bullpen arms that might help them for this playoff run. But they might not because relief pitchers are the biggest question mark in all of baseball. Yeah, super volatile, and uh, teams are definitely going to try to raid you uh, to get the arms. Especially if you're the Dodgers. Because you're in a pinch. Well, and any team that's in a pinch in that scenario because they're trying to contend and trying to uh, acquire uh, a couple arms that could help them in a big run. So, all right, Blake, man, thank you for the time as always, buddy. Thank you for the story on your uncle, and thank you for attending the Mandy's and doing this every week. If you don't know where to find Blake, you heard Beto say his sub stack, subscribe there. The kid's doing the Lord's work there when it comes to the Dodgers. The podcast is inside the ravine, and uh, his Twitter, of course, at Blake H. Harris. Thank you, buddy. Hey, congrats on winning show of the year, guys. And also, Beto, I know you didn't take home a Mandy. But that was a Mandy Award-winning performance in my heart. Uh, that was an amazing hit. So you're the people's champ for that one. There that you go. Seven fourteen. You're playing, man. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Amen. All right. Thanks to Blake. All right. Coming up next, let's get back into the Dodgers a little bit and just kind of discuss what he discussed there. All right. We're back in a couple minutes here on Seven Ten ESPN.